fantastic to see you here this morning, church. Why don't we just stay standing just for a second. Raise your hands with me right across this place. And we're going to pray as we start the very first Sunday of 2022 in church today that something may change in the atmosphere around our, our lives and around our spirits, something better. So dear Heavenly Father, I just pray right now over this place, every single person is here today with their hands raised in expectation of something for the future, something for the next stage of our life journey. I just pray today that the power of God may begin to move, may begin to speak to us, may begin to strengthen us, clarify things in us. And Lord, we just thank you so much because you are such a good, good God. We thank you, Jesus, for the cross. We thank you for your blood. We thank you for your grace. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let's give the Lord a hand. Why don't you give someone a fist pump on their way down and take your seats. So, so good to be here joining you for church this morning on the very first Sunday of 2022 and we made it through 21. Who's glad about that? So good. So this morning we have our service up in Elliston. Uh, Pastor Josh, our youth pastor and a few of the youth have gone up there to run a service in Elliston. So that's really, really exciting. I want to encourage you church to pray for Elliston, uh, pray for a permanent building for us to have there so that we can have a presence uh, in the township of Elliston because between here and Streaky Bay there is no good churches. You know, there's really no churches at all. So we need to be re-pioneering into areas that uh, the churches are no longer. So we have a great task to, to do and God has called us to do that job. So I really want to encourage you to pray and believe with us for a property, a building, something that we can establish so that we not only can do Sunday church there, but that we can do so many other things, uh, helping people in the community, Bible studies, prayer times, uh, distributing food, all kinds of things we can do if we are established in the right kind of place. So uh, believe with us this year that we have a breakthrough and are able to uh, get into a permanent location in Elliston. Who's good for that? You're going to pray for it with me? So also another few little things, because I, I just can't help it, I'm so excited. We're planning a church picnic on the 23rd of January, so um, I'm looking forward to that. And if things change, because things might change and we have to cancel that, that's okay, we'll, we'll, re, we'll replan it for 2024 so that we'll make sure that we can do it. Um, also another thing before we move on is uh, I do encourage our church for the prayer and fasting coming up in January. If you've never joined us for that before, I uh, really encourage you to uh, consider jumping on board with our prayer and fasting. When we pray and fast, it doesn't mean that God owes us a favor. What it does is it opens our spirit to things of God, the spiritual things and the, the, the gates that we have in our, in our heart that separate us from God get dealt with and we can hear God better. That's what, we, that's what we're aiming for. That's why we do what we do and it clarifies us for what God wants in our lives for the year ahead. So, Jump on board with that if you want to. Now, if you think, well, I can't fast for whatever reason, then just come out and join us for prayer. That's just as powerful. So uh, I want to encourage you with that. But before I move on, I want to welcome all our guests and people who are joining us from all over the place, all over the state, maybe from all over the country, I'm not sure. But I see there's a lot of faces who I don't know. I want to welcome you and thank you for taking the time to come to church this morning. It's such an honor for us to have you here. I also have my niece and nephew, uh, Bradley and Tegan Miller, 
um, here today. I want to welcome them to church this morning. Very special welcome. But the thing is, I never know which one's which, so they look so much alike. Um, but I know one's Bradley and one's Tegan, so good to see you guys. Officially, I'm an idiot. It's okay, I know. So, who loves a new year? As we take on a new year, many of us or many people use it as a time to reset life. Um, whether you do that or not, it is a, a time in, in the year, the calendar year, where people often say, well, I'm going to make some changes. And uh, we tell ourselves things like, uh, I'm going to exercise more. I said that in 1988. Um, never happened. Uh, I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to get organized. <clears throat> Pardon me. Uh, I'm going to learn a new skill, uh, take up a hobby, I'm going to save money or sometimes it's just like I'm going to live my life to the fullest, I'm going to quit smoking, I'm going to travel, I'm going to move town, start a new career, um, enter a new relationship, I'm going to have a new car, a new boat, a new house, new friends, I'm going to have a new everything this year and so we make uh, uh, you know, these, these declarations to ourselves about what we're going to do but mostly our resolutions don't last long. We call them New Year's resolutions. If you have them or if you don't have them, uh, it is something that many of us think about at the start of a new year. But one thing I hope you can add to your list, if you have a list, if you haven't got a list, just have a list of this one thing, is to develop spiritually in some way this year. Develop spiritually in some way this year. So sometimes we need a complete reset in life. Other times we need to recalibrate when things are a bit off course. When we, you know, on the journey and we maybe took a few wrong turns, made a few mistakes here and there, then we need to recalibrate and get ourselves back on course with God. And that's a good thing to, to do. But there are others here today, perhaps you're so far from God that you need to have a whole reset. You need to go right back to the start and say, Lord, here's my life. Um, do something new in my life. Start again. But um, I want to give you some positive reference point reference points. So the, the title of, of my message today is, is positive reference points. It's because we all have plenty of negative reference points in our lives that confuse direction. A positive reference point clarifies where you're at, helps you to move beyond where you, where you are, beyond where you might have been stuck and moves you forward. But a, a negative reference point uh, adds to the confusion of life. And we have them the, all around us. But, and, and mostly a, a negative reference point can start within our own mind when we have wrong thoughts and wrong thinking. But I remember once going fishing up at Cal with, a, with an old guy before the days when we had um, uh, GPSs and all that kind of stuff. And this guy kept, kept getting his fingers up like, like this and closing one eye and thinking, what is he doing? Is he blessing the, the land or something? And, and I said to him, but what are, you, what are you doing? He says, oh, I'm marking where we are, where we are. And so he would, he would use these, these landmarks on the land and then, and then close one eye and look, look at his fingers. And when there was a certain distance between a landmark and where we were, I, I mean, if I tried it, wouldn't, I'd be lost somewhere. But, but then he kept doing these, these things, these, these little mark points. And then, and then he says, right, fish right here. This is a spot. And, and it actually worked. It was amazing. But uh, uh, if I tried that, I think I'd end up somewhere in Tasmania. 
But I want us to, to consider some positive reference points so that we may grow spiritually this year. So the new year is a great time to start something new in our relationship with Jesus. So if your experience in life so far is, uh, I go to church um, and I'm a Christian. Rather than I'm a Christian, I am the church. Then you need to have some serious resetting to do. Um, Do some recalibration today. Realign with your spiritual purpose. So church attendance, I think, is important, that we belong in the house of God, but that we have a, a home that we, that we belong to as our church family. So um, we often use, use the thing, oh, we, we need to have church so that we can be accountable and we have all these um, explanations why it's important. But the most important thing, despite accountability and other things, I think are minor, is because of the relationships that we need to have to grow spiritually. We need others around us. So church attendance connects you to healthy relationships. Ephesians verse 11 and uh, 4, verse 11 to 12, talks about the, the leadership uh, structure and the gifts that God has given the church, which are really important. But healthy relationships that we have in a church community uh, challenge us, they motivate, they equip, they empower, and they release us for the purpose and call that God has on us. So getting back to my message, Jesus says in Matthew 26, verse 41, watch and pray so that you'll not fall into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. So the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. So I'm going to give you some context of when Jesus said this. He was speaking to his disciples before being arrested by the Romans and by by the Jewish leaders. So it's his last opportunity really to be uh, passing on something to the disciples and he knows knows what's going to happen next but they don't. And he, he says like, watch, pray so that you won't fall into temptation. The spirit is willing but the... The flesh is weak. And we know the, the story. The next thing you know, the Romans come, they arrest him, and they take him away. Um, and every single one of the disciples failed at that point. They all ran away. They, they all you know, uh, separated from Jesus at that most critical time. They ran away. So the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak means we think good things. We want to do the right things, but we have a weakness. It's called being human. That's the flesh. So we might, we might have great intentions. We might have good uh, thoughts and good ideas and good plans. But often those ideas, those plans don't materialize. We fail. So for the same reason we find it hard to stick to our resolutions, our mind decides good things, but our body, our flesh, has a weakness to temptation. Now for every single person here today, our weaknesses are going to be different. Our strengths are going to be different. The things that tempt us, that that, that tempt one individual may not be something that another person is tempted by or struggles with. But Jesus wants you to live with a spirit perspective. Our enemy, the devil, wants people to live with a flesh perspective. He wants you to live life and journey through life only by what you can see, feel and touch and not have any respect to a spiritual dimension. But Jesus wants us to live with a spirit dimension understanding. 
So Jesus gives us points to live uh, that help us be more attuned to spiritual things. So we want to go into the new year with a with with these positive reference points to calibrate a new life course. Now, whether you've been going great or whether you know that you could be doing better, I want to encourage you today to step into a fresh season in the things of God um, and put some things in place that will help you to grow spiritually in 2022. So I'm going to give you um, three positive reference points this morning that I hope you'll be able to apply and grow stronger this year. So number one, it's really, really important, is have confidence that Jesus has called you to walk with him. It's called being a disciple. Now you might think, hey, well that doesn't apply to me because I'm just, uh, uh, I'm a nobody. Jesus doesn't even know me. Ephesians 4 verse 1 in the New Living Translation says, lead a life worthy of your calling for you have been called by God. Is that amazing? And I think we, we often will go through life thinking, well, you know, no one knows my name. No one knows anything about me. God doesn't even know who I am. And I want to tell you something. You need to take this, put it in your pocket today, put it somewhere, take it home with you and, and speak it over yourself that I have been called by God. And when you can understand that you have a call of God upon your life, then you have a reason and a purpose to fulfill and to find and uncover. It's, it's so important. So there's a guy called George Megan. Who's ever heard of George Megan? See, the first service, no one had heard of him either. It's like, I'm the only nerd in the place. See, there, there he is there, George Megan. So I'll, I'll tell you a bit about him. He was a British adventurer. And he was best known for his unbroken walk of the Western Hemisphere from the southern tip of South America to the northernmost part of Alaska. So he's starting way down the bottom of Argentina somewhere and walking on foot all the way to Alaska. Uh, by the way, it is 30,608 kilometres of walking and it took him six years to complete. So I'll tell you a little bit about him. I'll read this out. He received substantial media coverage on US television and was featured on numerous public speaking forums, met with the President of the United States and other world leaders, but most notably his, work, uh, his walk initiated apologies from US and Canada to First Nations people of the Northern Hemisphere. George Megan started walking and didn't stop. It's an amazing feat, but all he did was kept walking. And I want to encourage you, don't underestimate the power in your life when you start following Jesus just to take another step, just to take another step. And daily and weekly and monthly and yearly, you just keep walking. If George Megan could you know, be just a normal, ordinary person who began to walk to go from the southern part of, of the Americas to the most northern parts and was... was just by walking, it got him to, to be entertained by presidents. That's an amazing feat. That's incredible. But what has God called you to in the walk of discipleship? And I want to encourage you, just take another step. Don't give up on life. Don't give up on your, your commitment to the Lord. We're going to have days where the wind blows. We'll have days where we're in the desert. We'll have days where we're thirsty. We'll have days when we get tired. But just keep 
walking. Just put one step forward and, and another step forward. God has called you to walk to the walk of a disciple. The writer of Hebrews 12 verse 1 goes even further and says to run with endurance the race that God has put before us, the race that God has put before you. And it goes on in verse 2, we do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. We're going to look at this a little bit further when we come to prayer, which that leads to our next reference point, positive reference point, is to watch. Matthew 26 verse 41, it says to keep your, I wanted to encourage you, keep your watch on the right things. Jesus told his disciples, watch so you don't fall into temptation. So temptation wins when our watching lingers. Temptation wins when, we, when our watching, our attention gets sidelined onto the wrong things, when our attention changes to the wrong things. And when our, our attention lingers in the wrong places, we'll fall for temptation. So there are some things to keep your watch on. I've got three things here. Number one, the Word of God. It's a good habit to read and study the Bible. I want to encourage you. It is a, it is a, a, a foundation point of your life. Here in One Heart Church, we have the Word for today. It's a great tool, a great uh, resource for you to use. We have them available. We have them on our uh, church, um, what do we call it, on our phones? app, church app thing, whatever that is. So we've got many ways we can access it. But what it does is it gives you an opportunity to study the Word of God, gives you a brief um, uh, encouraging word to start with and then you can read the Bible plan or just read a couple of those scriptures but do it every day and you'll find that you begin to grow and you start to renew your mind by the Word of God. You begin to see life with a different perspective. It's a good habit to read the, and study your Bible. So that the things to keep watch on is the Word of God. Measure your life by the Word of God. Now I know there's, there's lots of things in here and, and more and more the, the, uh, uh, the, 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 the mind of the world opposes the mind of God as we read it in the Word of God. And if we want to know well, what is the final say on any matter, we say, well, what does the Word of God tell us? And make that the final say. And I think we stay safe in that. Number two, or, or the, the, the next thing we see to keep our watch on is good godly examples. First of all, through the word of God, keep, keep our focus on Jesus. Be a disciple of Jesus. And add to that, follow others who model a faithful life. Sometimes we're modeling our life off those people who, who are uh, upset at the same thing we are. Or we... we, we gather around ourselves people who, who uh, have the same kind of interest level in something. But, you know, we want to go beyond those, those kind of uh, uh, shallow levels of spiritual life to deeper levels where we are, we are following those who, who demonstrate a faithfulness of life to the call and purpose of God. So Ephesians 5 verse 1, the writer says, imitate, imitate God. In 1 Corinthians 11.1, 1, goes further, it's the Apostle Paul, and he says, you should imitate me just as I imitate Christ. So what I want you to understand is live in such a way that others will see Jesus in you. 
and also live in such a way that you follow others who you see Jesus in. So we need both um, to, to be active in our lives. The third thing is uh, to keep our watch on is the times and the seasons. In Luke chapter 21, verses 28 and 34, uh, I'll give you a, a, a brief of this scripture. I won't read it all out to you. Jesus says to his disciples, you'll see things taking place and he's, you know, changes in the world. He says, don't let your hearts be dull. Don't let your tr- uh, hearts be troubled by the worries of this life. And don't let the day of the Lord's return catch you unaware. That's one thing I think we don't speak of much at all, but I try and do a lot here in this church, is to speak about Jesus is coming back. Just as we, we love to celebrate Christmas, we love to celebrate Easter, we, we, we love to talk about the things that God has done, but what I want us to always be focused upon is the thing that, that Jesus is coming back for and he's returning for a glorious church and he's going to uh, restore all things unto himself and he's returning. And sometimes we live with, a, with a, um, an unconsciousness of that, if there's such a thing. But I want us to be conscious of the Lord's return as a church and as a people, as an individual. I want to be conscious of the Lord's return so that I'm not caught napping. You know, it's one of the things that, that it's one thing to be a passenger on a journey, a passenger in a car. You can, you can nap in the back seat. You can close your eyes, play on your iPad, um, do all sorts of things uh, when you're on the back you can read a book you can do all sorts of things when you're just a passenger but what I believe God is calling people to do in these days is not to sit in the back seat of the car on the journey but you start to take a driver's seat and a whole new perspective for your future because others are going to rely upon you to be able to follow where you're leading so you need to take responsibility for your own spiritual journey and start saying, God, I, I've been a passenger. I've been following the church. I've been following a pastor. I've been following my mum and dad. I've been following my grandma. I've been following others on this journey of life, but I'm going to transition myself from being on a, a, a passenger seat into a driver's seat. And I want to encourage every single person here today, if, if you want to take something home today, take this bit and say, I'm going to transition my life from being a passenger on the journey of faith to being a driver of my destiny and my future. Is that a great thing? So we can be wise with godly perspective in the days that we are in and watch for the return of Jesus. We need to be ready for that. We need to be believing for that. And I mean, it is, it is at the foundation of every fundamental um, uh, Christian denomination or whatever way you want to look at it. It's a foundation of, of what we believe as Christians. We need, to, we need to be mindful of that. The church must keep watch of the times in which we live and be ready for whatever. Luke chapter 21 verse 36 in the New Living Translation says, Keep alert at all times and pray that you may be strong enough to escape these coming horrors and stand before the Son of Man. Which leads to our next reference point, is to pray. And one of the things I think has really changed my life over a course, over a journey, is that I began to read my Bible every day and I prayed. And I want to encourage you, if you put those two those two ingredients together, you'll, you'll find that you are taking ground spiritually. You'll find that you will grow immensely. So to reach the purpose of our future, 
we have to cross over the bridge of prayer. Again, it's a discipline of life that we need to apply to our, to our living that we talk to God about things. That's what prayer does. So John Wesley said this about prayer. God does nothing redemptively in this world except by prayer. So you might be thinking, hey, I want to I see someone come to know Jesus. I want to see people go on that journey of faith and all that. Then you start praying for them. You start to call out their name in your prayers and bring them before God and pretty soon you'll see those things will change. Things will move. Romans 8 verse 26, again I'm using the New Living Translation, and the Holy Spirit helps us in our weakness. For example, we don't know what God wants us to pray, but the Holy Spirit prays for us with groaning that cannot be expressed in words. I want to you know, introduce you to something or enter the realm of praying in the Spirit, not in our understanding, our human wisdom. If we can briefly go back to Hebrews 12.1, it describes Jesus as the, as the author and perfecter of our faith. In some versions, it says the author and in the, the initiator of our faith. But I, I love the word author. Let Jesus be the author of your prayer and pray in the Spirit. Because when we're, when we're writing the script for God, then we get it wrong. So often our prayers are, and this is, this is the, the uh, um, I'll, I'll, get, I'll get to it in a minute, but just imagine this. You're thinking, hey God, there's a certain issue in my life and, and here's the answer that I need. I need to get the job at the bank. I really need that job at the bank. And so God, you've got to open the door for the job at the bank. And, and then I really need that house. I need that house over there with a red door. And I need that car because the car matches the house. And God, here's, here's, what, here's my, my script and this is what I'm praying for. This is, this is what I believe. And then you know something? God's saying, okay, that's fine. But you know, we, we wonder why our prayers often aren't answered because we're writing the script for God rather than saying, God, you're the author and the perfecter of my faith. You're the author. When we start to pray prayers according to the author's plans, we're going to see those prayers answered. So prayer takes us beyond physical limitation and calls upon heaven's resource, heaven's wisdom, and heaven's favor. So many unanswered prayers are the result of praying according to our limited human understanding and not according to the Spirit. When we, when we pray about things, we signal to God we trust him for the answer. Now, I know that sometimes we've got to see things and we've got to say, God, that's, we, we, we are believing for this or we're praying for that, whatever they, those things may be. But there is, there is a greater power in our prayers when we start to say, Lord, I know what your word says. I got a revelation from, from, from here. I was reading my Bible and something awakened of faith that stirred and I said, God, I'm going to pray for that because one thing that is true is God always honours his word. And when we start praying according to the word, according to the author's plan, you'll see answered prayer. It's amazing how it works. And God signals, when we pray about things, we signal to God that we trust him and with that I'm going to signal the music team to join me back again so I'm going to just briefly go over those positive reference 
reference points to grow spiritually in 2022. Number one, know that you're called by God to be a disciple. Number two, watch, be spiritually aware of the conditions around you. And number three, pray in the spirit. Now, when you hear a message like this, we can easily misinterpret this and be absorbed with, uh, it's all about self-improvement. The purpose of this is to make us better so that we can help someone else. Because on on the other side of your victory is somebody else who needs your help. Somebody else who might need the provision that you can bring. Somebody else who might need the wisdom that you've learned. So your growth is to, is to affect others and make them stronger. I find in Matthew chapter 25, Jesus talks about when you did something for the least of these, when you did it to one of the least of these, you did it to me. And when you refuse to help the least of these, you are refusing to help me. And I, I want us to be people who have grown, who have established ourselves in the things of God, that we're, that we're able to see the needs of others. We're able to see the, the, the ways in which we can make change for the better, for the people who are close to us, for people who are far away from us. Can we just stand together this morning, if you will? I want to pray for you today. I want to pray a few specific things too, and that is number one, the good news is don't stay where you are, but you can go further. That's great news because Jesus wants to take you on a journey like from southern parts of America to the northern parts of Alaska. I want to pray for those who want more and who desire and want to grow in their journey with God. Perhaps you're here and you you want to help others. You have a desire to help others and you want to see people get stronger, but you've thought, well, I really don't know how. I'm not equipped. I, I just don't seem to ever have the right words. I'm not, don't feel ready. You know, God wants to take you on a process and a journey so that you will be able to help others out of His unlimited resources. And I, I just really have a sense that there's someone here you know you need to change, but there's something blocking you. You know that you're not even satisfied with where things have been in your own life, but you think, oh, I'm not satisfied. I know there's more. I'm not saying you're not right with God. You're a Christian. You're a believer. You've been on the journey perhaps for a long time, but there's something that is just blocking your freedom, blocking your joy, blocking your effectiveness. Keep walking is my advice to you. Just keep walking. And then you'll turn around and see how far you've come in 2022. Can I pray with you this morning? I'll just, if you will, if there's something that that you need to break through in today, then I am going to ask you just to raise your hands right across this place. No one's going to judge you or or, or worry what it is that you're raising your hands, but raise your hands to receive something of God today and let me pray for you right now. Lord Jesus, I just pray, Lord, that that the good news is ours today. Lord, that you want to take us further 
in the cause and purpose that you have for our lives. Lord, I pray for those who desire more, who want to grow this year, who are dissatisfied with where they've been so far and want to step into greater levels of relationship with you. Lord, I just pray today that they may receive the revelation that they have been called by you to be a disciple. And Lord, I just pray that they may say, yes, Lord, I want to walk with you one step after another. Lord, I pray for those who want to help others, those who felt inadequate, those who felt under-equipped. And I just pray right now for equipping of the Holy Spirit to descend upon people right across this place, that they may say, Lord, I'm stepping into this situation, not feeling that I know what to do, but Lord, I pray there'll be uh, moments where the Holy Spirit just begins to awaken thoughts in our minds and awaken things in our heart gives us the right answer to share with others. And Lord, I pray that we'll see many people come to know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Saviour in 2022, right here in this place. We pray for disciples. We pray for baptisms. We pray for godly relationships to be established right throughout our community. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Just while I have you here standing, I do want to have an opportunity for those who haven't yet had that chance to give their life to Jesus so if I could just ask you to close your eyes and just to allow some privacy for those who might need to make that decision right now the Bible teaches in in the book of Romans chapter 10 that if we confess Jesus as Lord if we speak it out with our mouth and believe in our heart it says that we'll be saved Jesus also talks about that as being born again I don't want to offend anyone here today, but if you thought you were a Christian because you grew up in a church, but have never had that decision, that life moment where you ask Jesus to be your Lord and Saviour and deal with your sin, it means you ask God to forgive you and heal your heart of those things. But Jesus says you'll be saved, you can be born again, you can have a, a new life experience in the things of God. We have a prayer that we use here. We just ask that be put up on the screen there for me. This prayer is an introduction to walk with Jesus. It's an introduction to the first step of being a follower of Jesus, of being a disciple. And if you're doing this for the very first time, I want to say thank you and welcome to the family of God. But if you're here and you've you're been away from God, and you're thinking, I just need to recalibrate. There's been some things I've, I've been out of sorts with then as we pray this prayer say Lord this is my declaration today I want to be born again maybe you need to be born again again that's okay can we pray this together dear Jesus I believe you are the son of God that you died on the cross and rose again to forgive my sins I ask that you forgive me I give you my life and I invite you to be my Lord and Saviour today I am born again I trust my future into your hands. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you, church. I really believe that 2022 will be a great year of breakthrough for you, a year of God's favour, a year of blessing. You know, there's going to be challenges, but you know something? The Lord is with us through every challenge and every situation. Let's learn to celebrate together. Let's learn to fight together together against the enemy not with each other but let's let's go on this season this year with faith and the goodness of God with us let's sing a song